This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up? This is Hawkside Guns Podcast, and at least a more regular schedule than we've had over the last year. So uh, welcome. With me is Mr. Jake. Jake, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing quite well. Or this evening, I guess, depending on what your time zone is. Uh, so... uh, East Coast, I'm uh, about an hour ahead of you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. forgot all about that. Well, you know, here in Texas, where soon I'm sure we're all just going to happily give away all our guns to uh, members of, of Congress, but but Beto is such a nice guy. Don't you just want to give him your gun? Yeah, damn right I do. One bullet at a time. Uh, <laughs> be just fine. Just stand over there in front of the brick wall. It's fine. I I I just can't figure out how a guy from Texas, <laughs> Texas of all places, I, I mean, L.A., Seattle, San Francisco, uh, Portland, New York, Philadelphia, any of those things I'd have bought. Texas, you know. <sighs> And we were talking about this a little bit before the show. Uh, he must be spending a lot of time in Austin, which is very liberal, right? It's it's California light. But I, and I'm not kidding. Like 30 minutes, 45 minutes away from my house uh, earlier this year. I'm not kidding. There was a, a, if you bought a new Ford truck, it came, and I'm not kidding, with a 12-gauge pump-action shotgun and a Bible. I'm not kidding. Well, the the two things you need if you're going to live in Texas. Yeah, I think they issue you one, uh, like right as you cross the line, the state line. Here you go. Is that kind of like if you buy a house in Alaska, they immediately give you a thousand dollars just for letting them drill oil? They, if you come to Texas, the moment you move (laughs) in, they give you a Bible and a shotgun. Exactly. Here's your truck. Here's your Bible. Here's a shotgun. (laughs) Go with God. (laughs) Welcome to Texas, bitches. You know, I mean, in Texas down here, half the population, I mean, other than Austin, okay, Austin is a minority, but other than Austin, they're still not sure that the Republic of Texas has fully died. All right. If you ask any Texan, and it's still in our state constitution, we can secede from the union and become the Republic of Texas at any given time. And every couple of years, it goes through the Texas state legislature on whether or not we want to do that or not. Um, It's that's not even a joke that happens. You can look it up. That that, depending on what happens in 2020, that might pop up again. (laughs) And, and, and despite the heat, if under certain circumstances, that might mean I, I um, emigrate. Yeah. (laughs) Come on down to Texas. Here's your guns. (laughs) Um, we done got oil. We got guns. We got trucks. Come on down. It it could happen. I'm not kidding. It's 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 always hysterical down here when people try and talk to Texans about taking taking their firearms. It is so not the majority. The very very vocal minority. And when I say minority, I mean like one out of a hundred people. But they're very vocal. Are anti firearms. Oh, yeah. Everyone else listening to all this probably has a concealed carry and something on them at the time. 
I mean, it, it's I, I would expect nothing less. There's, <laughs> there are stores here, like um, Walmart desperately, and we talk about this because we talked about it a little bit, um, but Walmart desperately wanted to, to like, join the crowd and all that kind of stuff, but they, they, they investigated some, some stuff, and... If you post thirty out six, which is the rule, and I, I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but it's the rule down here. Thirty dot out six, yeah, is the rule for no concealed carry on the premises, right? Uh, up here, what you'll usually just found is a one of those. It's almost like a do not enter sign, but it's got a firearm in the middle of it. Right, right. And uh, it, down here, it's it's part of the Texas state law, and it's it's uh, law thirty out six. And if you post that, then you're not supposed to come in the building with concealed carry. There are a great number of people who would just not frequent the establishment had that been posted. Um, so they just, yeah. you know, it, it's not going to work. Like every, the reason people like violently react to that is because everyone's armed down here. Like everyone's armed down here. I I haven't spent that much time in Texas, but I, I when I was there, I saw a number of people walking with, you know, Colt 45 cowboy style pistols on their hips. Yeah. Like it just, it, and it was just like, oh, it's, it's Monday. Yeah. No, we have open carry down here. That's not like. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. We, I mean, we have open carry here, but if you do it, people are going to look at you like you're insane. Yeah. That's not really, that's not the case here. Yeah. That, not at all. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, and the bigger the, the, the carry, you know, if it's a, if it's a cult forty, you know, cult government forty-five, um, that actually happens a lot. Believe it or not, a lot. Like, there's not a lot of people. Like, if they're going to open carry, they want you to see it, right? They have pearl grips on it, and it's a forty-five or bigger. You know, um, there's a couple people running around. Like, you see them every once in a while with a Desert Eagle on their hip. I can't imagine why, but I, they have I it. still find that hilarious. I know. I, I it's. It, we'll talk about what I just got. <laughs> Shortly, it is about as far away from a fifty caliber as you could possibly get. But oh, I thought I thought I was about to be surprised that there was something else you hadn't told me about yet. Nope, 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 nope. You're, you're up to date, but uh, no, uh, it's not. It, you no, not a fifty cal. <laughs> it's not. You just, I don't know why you'd carry that as as open. Like I need to shoot you and the ten people in line behind you. <laughs> uh, there's no bullet stop for this. But uh, no, it, it's it's hysterical uh, down here. But anyway, so moving on with that, and and we can go on to uh, roll on. Speaking of carrying or uh, our arms that you might carry, we had a very interesting discussion last week, and I was uh, telling everybody that I was in the market for a a small firearm because my wife is uh, switching jobs. And she was looking for new guns, and she was also looking to do a lot more shooting because she had to requalify and uh, do some other things because she carries for a living, has for almost ever. Uh -huh. But uh, she was going to do some stuff, and I wanted to shoot with her. And I wanted an automatic, and I don't currently own one, um, to be honest. I, I had sold the last one I had, and I'm like, man, I want something. And I, I didn't want a... Uh, a revolver. I didn't want anything big. I kind of wanted a small automatic, something that I could carry conceal if I needed to, but big enough that I wouldn't feel like it was a you know tiny, you know sock gun so to speak. Yeah. 
And, you know, I was rolling through some stuff and I was talking with Jake and we were kicking around some ideas and you had sent, I think you sent me a text about it because I was saying that I was looking at the PPK and something else. I think the Rock Island Baby Rock. Yeah. uh, And 380. And Bursa makes a complete, total, utter knockoff of the PPK. And I was like, huh, because the PPK, if you want a decent one, it's five, six hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, and well, that's I mean, easy. That, that, but that is, that's if you want one of the new ones in manufacturing now. If you try to go back and find a aftermarket one from previous time, it'll cost you more than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, if you want, like, uh, an older classic PPK, uh, especially PPKS, um, you, you're you're looking at it. Uh, my brother's got one that was handed down. My, my brother's father-in-law was a Texas Ranger. Yeah. And, oh, I, I didn't know. So I'm, I don't know why I'm agreeing to that. I didn't yeah, know. But he was he was a Texas Ranger, and he carried a PPK as a backup gun. There's a 380 PPK as a backup gun. Yeah. Now, his was issued to him by the Texas Rangers. It has never been fired. It has Texas star grips. It has It's engraved with his, his stuff, and it is a Texas Ranger issue PPK 380 from... Crap, I mean, 40, 50 years ago. And because the Texas Rangers, for those of you who don't know, have been around for, well, since the since the state of Texas was the Republic of Texas. Um, We have had a group of of Rangers who are basically like the Texas special police. They have a saying here, one riot, one Ranger. Um, Anyone who's watched (laughs) Texas Ranger or Walker, Texas Ranger or anything like that, they send Rangers in. Exactly, Chuck Norris. Uh, They send rangers in when shit has gotten so bad, nobody knows how to fix it. So, like, for instance, when the FBI could not get a hold of Bonnie and Clyde, what they did is got two retired Texas rangers and said, get them. And they they didn't say get them alive either. Yeah, no, they just said, fix it. (laughs) I don't care what you do. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I can fix it, you know. So they did. I mean, that's the kind of thing. And he has like in its I mean, it's a low serial number. It's beautiful. It's never been fired. It was carried all those years. It's beautiful and stainless and all that kind of stuff. We had it valued at over $1500. Damn. Um, that is not something like and I told him at the time I'm like, "Don't. It's beautifully engraved. It's it's all this stuff." I'm like, "Don't." shoot it <laughs> you know <laughs> like this is an amazing this is i mean and his father-in-law like documented it and had the you know the issue papers and all that kind of, i mean it's it, it's it's a piece of of cultural gun history basically i'm like yeah not what i'm looking for i want something i can bring down to the range or carry or, or something like that that i'm not afraid to shoot so i was kicking around all this stuff and uh, can i can i Throw yeah, one absolutely. other thing in there because because the Walders, it, the ones from Walder actually caught me off guard when the new ones came out, and I learned something. Uh, I got really excited because when I looked at the side of the new Walders when they came out, it says nine millimeter on the side of it, <laughs> and, and I got thrown. I got really really excited. I was like, oh man, they started making them in nine millimeter, and then I realized that that's what the Europeans call three eighty. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, because thirty eight and a nine millimeter are about the same. It, it, yeah, it's diameter. it's a it's a it's a smaller 
powder charge, but at the right. same time, it was I got real excited because I You're thought like, I was yeah, like, it's a it's a freaking nine by nineteen, it's a Luger. <laughs> yeah, no. no, 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 not at all. So <laughs> <laughs> they do, and it is, it, and that is what the Europeans call nine millimeter, and it's a thirty eight is is in thirty eight three eighty and 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 nine millimeter for those who don't know have the same diameter basically. Yeah. And uh, just different, like you're saying, different lengths, different powder charges, all that kind of thing. It's a different cartridge. Well, I, and I'll, I'll actually throw in one other thing is is uh, is that I don't recommend trying to put a nine millimeter into a three eighty, but I have accidentally put a three eighty into a nine millimeter before. Have you? Yeah, somewhere along the line, uh, going back to Walmart, wonderful people they are. <laughs> I bought a box of two hundred nine millimeter, uh, and dump, when I just dumped them into my my uh, ammo box. Apparently, somewhere along the line, the manufacturer had snuck in some 380s into the uh, into the actual Ooh, box. Fun. So, well, I didn't notice it till I started. What was happening was, is it uh, was the bullet was firing, but it wasn't enough pressure to put the gun back into battery again. Right. So the 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 shell wasn't coming out, and it wasn't until I kind of got a few of them in my hand and looked at it, and went, "You did a whole what the." And I have been picking 380s out of my ammo can every time I go to the range. <laughs> my brother's looking at me going, are you still finding those? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. It's not, it's not good. Well, I mean, as I said, nothing got broken, but it was kind of like, why is this thing not coming, you know, ejecting yeah, the shell? It's not ejecting the shell. It's It may not be cocking itself. It's it's like all kinds of bad things are happening. Yeah. Uh, so. so, yeah, it's not quite the same thing. But I was I was enamored with the 380 round because I really wanted because uh, I kept going to myself. I really want a 38 automatic, you know, just like like that round is a little bit. You know, it's just the the one I want. It's a little smaller, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, three eighty. I'll just get a three eighty because my wife has a, a Walther. My my wife is in love with Walthers, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But she's just enamored by them. They fit her hand. They're easy to pull back. They have blowback gun or uh, uh, you know the the soft recoil stuff. Yep. It's really really nice setup for her. She loves them. She swears by them. Um, but I was like, okay, I really want. And I was looking around. And Jake had suggested he goes, you know, like you like you said, um, Bertha makes one that is a PPK clone, and you may like it. It's actually a little bit bigger than the PPK, but it's it's been around for what thirty, forty years. I mean, like oh, a long they, they, time. They, they, they've been making them forever. Yeah, I mean, a long time. It's a very, very um, solid gun. I I looked at nobody has anything bad to say about it. Nope. Um, they've been around forever. They got a good aftermarket. If if that's what you're looking for, they've got um, wonderful ratings, and they're just a, a nice, rounded, solid gun. But the thing that kicked it for me was two things really. Um, one, uh, it's it's solid in a in a great PPK clone, which I was already excited. And two, it's about half the price of a new PPK. Oh yeah. I mean the I mean, and. It, it, I mean, the picture—the picture of the one that you showed me is the, uh, the the really snazzy black and gold one. But you can buy some of the standard, just either straight up gold or straight up chrome for two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want the the standard uh, aluminum frame, you know, just like silver and black one, 
um, you can pick them up for 250 bucks almost anywhere at any shop or show or, or you know, Bud's uh, gun shop online or just just about anywhere. Yeah. Um, they, they are around um, just, like, find a gun shop. They will and have the, one. And they're really – they there's a lot of them out there too, even if you are looking at the aftermarket because they – became very prolific when the uh, when Walder stopped making the PPK for a period of time. Yeah, and everybody uh, went, oh, shit, we need a PPK, you know, yeah. replacement. And it, it, it serves as one. It's just a really nice, solid gun. You can get it in a, in a bunch of different styles and configurations and stuff. But the thing that caught me was the, the black and matte gold one. Um, was just gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. And I'm like, well... I got to have that. And it's like 280 bucks. You know, it's still, still with the, the prettiest, in my personal opinion, the prettiest one that, that Bursa puts out and it's still less than half. Yeah. Uh, MSRP for a brand new gun, never been fired in the box. You know, I ordered one. I had to, I was just like, well, I'm going to have to do that. Um, so I went and, you know, held one and everything. And, and, uh, you know, the guy was like, well, do you, did you want that? I'm like, well, I love the gun. I just want the black and matte gold one. He's like, I don't have one, but I can get it. <laughs> you bet. I'll be back. Call me. And, uh, you know, I, I did the Jake plan. I put 50 bucks down and said, call me when it's in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, it, which is really kind of a, the other departure here is the fact that you and I both went in the opposite directions as the other one. Um, because <laughs> I'm, I've got my 50 bucks down on a 9 millimeter Derringer. I was hoping to pick it up. I was hoping to pick it up yesterday, but I didn't get off of work soon enough to get there before the gun shop closed. But I'll be there on Monday. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, yeah, and you got that little Bond Arms Derringer. Um, yeah, it, it's it's actually smaller than the what, I, the Defender. Is that what it's called? The well, I have um, a Snake Slayer Four, um, but the, yes, well, it's the barrel is smaller. Sure. No, but the but the nine millimeter one, like in John Wick and stuff like that, you were telling me I can't remember. Yeah, the that's name a Texas it. Defender. Mm-hmm. Texas Defender. It yep. is smaller than the Texas Defender. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's not. It, the barrel is not nearly as long. I, I think it's the barrel is just long enough that um, it'll hold the shell. I mean, it's it's not going to spin the bullet all that much at all. It's going to need to be for something <laughs> up close and dirty, which is really what you want those small little derringers. To oh have. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, it, it's I mean, and you can get uh, uh, Bond Arms, which they are not sponsoring us. They probably should be. But um, before we talk about them, but uh, <laughs> screw it. Um, but the Texas Defender comes in, in a bunch of stuff. I think the the normal one comes with a three inch barrel, but the one in Wick has a four inch barrel. Uh, yeah. And if I'm understanding correctly, and I will bet that you'll know more about this than I do there, it's very, very easy to swap out the barrels on these to get different calipers. It is literally a, a hex screw. Yeah. And you unscrew the hinge, you, you release the barrel, unscrew the hinge and, and pop the screw out and put another barrel on all their, their, um, receivers. I say, I, I guess, uh, with the mechanisms in it, are the yeah. same size and the and milled to the exact same spec. So if you get a barrel from one Bond Arms and you want to put it on another one, you can. And it doesn't matter what size it is. That'll be fun. Yeah. No, it's super cool, man. Um, you can do and and they're just they're just neat that way. They come with a bunch of different grips and all. I mean, as 
as Derringers go, and I'm not a huge fan of what the Derringers look like, but damn if those things aren't freaking versatile. I mean, you're getting it for a, there, a, a not, entirely different purpose. Well, yeah, I, I got it because it's something that will hold 9mm and fit in my pocket. Right. Um, now, the but the, I think one of the things that I'm enjoying with it is, is looking at it is, Compare, especially compared to something like an automatic or even a revolver, of how simple the mechanism to this thing is. Yeah, I no, mean, it's, it, there, it's, it's 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 literally a hammer, a spring, and a firing pin. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's all sta- you know milled stainless steel. I mean, it is it is heavier than I thought it was going to be. No, it is heavy. It is. Yeah. It's it's for a Derringer. It's wildly heavy. However, it is also wildly rugged. You could kick it down a flight of stairs. There's nothing that's going to hurt it. Yeah. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong um, or, or anything that you can make go wrong with that particular gun. Um, they're, they're pretty damn sturdy. And, you know, I mean, and I don't think that was terribly expensive for, for what you picked it up for. No, that's that's one of the reasons why I just jumped at it because the defenders were are the Texas defenders that online were close to four. Yeah, and that's so when I so, so when I saw this at the gun shop for two hundred and fifty, it was okay. I'm putting money on that now. I, I can't <laughs> afford it right now, but I'm going to put money on it now. Whatever I got in my pocket, because I know that if I wait till I have the money, you're going to sell that. Yeah. No, and somebody would have somebody would have picked it up. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. That uh, was it was, and when you find those and you really want one, and it's and it's just about in your price range, you probably ought to pick it up. You know, if you're if it's something you really are interested in, because I've had it happen way too many times where you're never going to see it again. No, you know, not at that price, not in that condition. You know, maybe not even that model. It's it's you're just not going to see it, and it's very frustrating. <laughs> I mean, just wildly frustrating because you're like, I should have, I should have done that, I should have uh-huh. done that. I've had a couple of those <laughs> things, things that came through in the in the guy's aftermarket case that I, I looked at and went, oh, that would be kind of cool. Maybe next time. It's if you think if you think it's cool, thinking about getting it next time. There's somebody who thinks it's cool who's going to get it now. Yeah, this time. Yeah, he's yeah. going to go. You know, I should have that, and he's going to get it too, and. It's it's pretty annoying, <laughs> to be to be honest. You're just like, oh shit. Well, yeah, it's annoying to my bank account. Well, that too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, well, maybe I could sell something or trade something or something like that. Well, you know, and and sometimes just like, uh, well, like happened to me here recently. I was uh, I was talking to shannon and we're probably going to be shooting more with my brother and my wife and and because my brother just got a brand new fifth gen glock and oh the, the, the 19 yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay. and uh he's super happy with it and he's he's he bought like a 150 dollars laser he bought a white laser and i mean he's just, he's just out he got a new trigger system put some new uh sights on it i mean he's just kitting the whole thing out so here's, here's Sean so, so, with his three hundred dollar so, Bursa. So Lenny McGill at the Glock store is really happy. Oh man, it's, I'm like, wow, <laughs> dude, they they kind of saw you coming. All right, <laughs> you know what? But you know what? It makes him happy. And in personal opinion, I think everybody goes through one of those. 
Like where you're you're like, I'm gonna get the perfect I'm gonna get everything for it. It's gonna be an amazing gun. He has not shot it once. All right. Not once. He's done all his work to it. He's never put a round through it. So I you know, I, I've I've thought about for no other reason than just the whole doomsday prepper concept of just buying an old Glock nineteen and just putting it in the safe. Yeah. Because under the doomsday circumstance, if you start finding gun parts, what are you gonna find gun parts for? Yeah. Oh a yeah. Glock nineteen. Clock 19. Yeah, absolutely. Probably a so. third gen, too. <laughs> well, that, but that, that is actually one of the things. As much as I'm not a, a huge Glock fan, it's one of the things is that a barrel from a third gen, even though it's not as nice as the fifth gen one, will fit the fifth gen. Will it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I'm, I, yeah. I don't really follow a lot of the Glock uh, uh, stuff. The, the, thing, the thing with Glock is the fact that just about all the parts, as long as it's in a something that is that size or smaller, will fit. For example, you can fit a Glock 19 um, barrel into a Glock 26. It's going to stick out the front, but it'll, but it'll fit work. And fire. Um, <laughs> not, not only that, but they, you can actually uh, it, it, they make special ones for it so that it's it, it fires a whole lot better. But in an absolute jam, you could put a Glock 19 barrel into a Glock 23, which is supposed to fire 40, and and it'll wiggle. You're not going to be incredibly accurate, but it'll fire. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. There's so, something to be said for that. It, yeah, so that's kind of one of those things where as long as it's smaller, like for uh, for example, like Glock 34 Glock and will fit, and a Glock 40, 34 mag will fit into any other 9mm Glock, and then down the line. Any Glock 17 mag will fit into a 19 and a 26, and a 19 mag will fit into a 19 and a 26, and then a... Uh, the 19, it, yeah, it, farther way down. And as I'm losing my own train of thought, um, <laughs> so, so a, as much as I personally don't find them comfortable to shoot, there is something to be said for having one, you know, Shannon carried one for a lot of years, uh, probably 10 years of her, of her service, you know, duty yeah. police slash security slash armed, uh, career. Uh, she's had a, a class three license for a long time. And, well, I guess uh, 23 years now. And she has, she's she's carried a bunch of guns. And, you know, the, the first thing she got was a SIG. And, you know, and this was, uh, well, 23 years ago. Then, and, then, it, then, it was, then it was steel, it was heavy, and it was hammer-fired and had a very heavy trigger. Yes, yes, it did. All of those things. <laughs> and it was, it was big because it was issued yeah. to her. And they didn't. Especially at the time, they didn't really care that she was five foot two and had very small hands and couldn't really get a handle on it very well. And it wasn't; it was just not a good experience for her. She still, to this day, likes the new ones, but she won't. She won't carry one, um, even though they're much better and they make a whole big range of stuff now and all that kind of thing. She just won't carry one. And uh, they went. And well, she I, likes I, them. And and I have and I have a couple thoughts on that when you start talking about what it is that she purchased, which. From what I've heard you talk about before and what you've told me about her is probably the perfect firearm for her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, be, the uh, the Walther CCP M2. Yes. Um, and, and the main thing to change between the M1 and the M2 was the fact that the M2 you can actually take down without a tool. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's actually just a sweeter gun. I mean the well the there's three things that really changed with it. The the tool list takedown is a big one, right? 
Yeah. Um, the the next big one was the the trigger on the original CCP is kind of I don't know crunchy. Yeah, it's it's real rough to be crunchy. I've heard gritty. I've heard it's just it's rough and it's it's not it, crisp and it, and at all. And, and it's a shame for that because Walders are known for having known magnificent for triggers. Right. And I was like, wow, that's really surprising. And because we went to a range because she's like, I really like the way this looks. I like the way it sounds, you know, as far as like what it's for and, and what it is. Um, and and I mean, she's she's carried many guns. She's carried six. She's carried Glock. She carried a Glock for a long time, and then she sold it to my father. Buona loves it. And she had a Gen three uh, Glock uh, seventeen. With, I if I if I remember from conversations before, it was the nineteen C, which yes, is the it was the nineteen C barrel. Absolutely, yep. yep. It was the nineteen C, and she. I mean, it's okay, but I mean, it had the original trigger, and she didn't do anything to it. It's just she didn't really like it. And then for a long time, long time, she carried a uh, what the first time and we've talked about this on the cast. We got her. She's like, I really want another sidearm. I don't like what they've issued me. I want I want a gun that that works for me. Freaking find me one. And yeah, we we wound up with a Walther PK 380 because, again, the triggers on the Walther are so amazing. Yes. Um, there, it had an unbelievably easy slide to pull back it was um she's required to have 38 or 9 millimeter or better um and a 380 will slide right in in most departments and most uh security as 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 either one if they if they say well yeah that's a three that's a 380 is a 38 short or a nine millimeter is well 38 is about the same thing so 380 is fine they'll let her carry it right there's very few, um, and it will do the trick. Absolutely, you know, especially with the right ammunition, right? So yes. uh, they're like, "Look, just carry some jacketed hollow points, and you're fine." Um, she's like, "Yep, no problem," and that's what she did, and she carried that for for years, for about three, four years, um, and she loved it. She absolutely loved it. Um, but uh, recently, and this is what we're getting up to. Um, she started a new gig and I promised her for her birthday, if she got this new job and, and all that, and she, if she said she wanted to step up to a nine millimeter, but again, but which is, has a little more punch to it. A nine millimeter still has more punch than a three eighty. I, you know, it just does. Yeah. Uh, but she was very worried that it would be not, you know, unable to handle for her. Right. Cause every nine millimeter she'd ever had was uncomfortable in some way. Well, what you run into, especially if you don't have uh, the 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 hand strength to to use them, is and it's and it's not like it's the nine millimeter is unique. It's once you start running into the heavier calibers, uh, absolutely. Uh, then what, what's going to happen is is you're either going to run into a gun that is that doesn't have a whole lot of recoil, but is too big to handle, or you're going to find one that's small enough to handle but kicks like a mother. Yes, that's exactly it. And... So. It was it was a tough thing, you know, and, and yeah. we had talked and especially after some of the conversations that you and I had, I said, you know, we may not have to, to quote unquote, leave the family to figure this out. I said, you know, you really love the Walther stuff. And I said, they have an entire range. You don't have to go to like the, the PPQ, which she didn't like um, or, or even the even the subcompact one. Just too big round of a of a grip. 
Yeah, it was it, it was not comfortable. Um, the the PPQ subcompact, she couldn't get her hand all the way around it, okay. or not all the way around it, but but like her pinky was left kind of out and about. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the things you run into with some of the subcompacts, which is why I hated the Glock twenty six. Right, and and I'm like, you know, and she picked up a uh, what was it a PPS, and the PPS was close. Yeah, right. It was close. Um, but a well, full... well, but the PPS is basically the CCP, but with a standard automatic firing system. It doesn't have the the gas system that the CCP does. Right, and and she loved the Q5, but that was incredibly huge. You know, yeah, she's like, wow, that looks amazing. And I'm like, yeah, pick it up. She's like, I, and we're putting that back. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, but 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 that's that's the one that they that they use for uh, three gun and stuff of that nature. John Wick would carry a Q5, you know. Yeah, exactly. That, I, I mean, mean that's that, that's that's not even that's not even a standard duty firearm. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> that's things made for competition, right? And but when she picked the minute, and it was funny because the minute she and she tried the Walther Creed as well. Which is Walther's discount firearm. Right. And she's like, well, that's a piece of shit. Let's put that down. And, of course, it's not, but that's how she, she kind of... Well, well, I mean, Walther's discount firearm is still going to treat you better than High Point, so... Yeah, exactly. It's like, look, it's not crap, Shannon. It's just not... It's not the what you're used to from them, right? And so, but she, when she... The minute she picked up the CCP, she went, oh, that's it. And she, she popped the mag, and it was a single stack like she likes, which is why it kind of fit her hand, because those double stack mags don't always fit her, her little hand. Like, if it's if it's a single stack, normally it's a little bit narrower, which which means yeah. she can wrap her hand around it, and it's and it's and she can control it and, and get a better pattern out of it, um, much better. And I looked around, and I was like, well, you know, the CCP is kind of, famous for having these two big issues one it's a tool takedown she goes well my 380 has a tool takedown who cares and i'm like okay if that doesn't okay. bother you then that's fine just don't lose the tool right just don't lose the tool you know and she's like well i can i can do that i said okay all right that doesn't but that's not an issue for you it would be an issue for me it's not an issue for you understand i said the other one is pull the trigger on that and we got to a place where we could do that and she's like oh you're right that's that's not right yeah. it doesn't feel right and i'm like i know and we looked around, and I said, you know, but I swear they make a different version of this. And, and the guy at the uh, at the shop we were at went, yeah, they make the M2. I, he said, I don't have one, but it, they fixed a lot of that. And we uh, we searched around for a little bit. We finally found one, and she's like, oh, my God, this is it. This is it. I want this. And I'm like, okay, that not a problem, right? Because it, it's if you if you look at the CCP M2 and you, you, you sit it next to or start comparing – to a PK380. Um, they're the exact it's same not, dimensions. I was going to say, it's not far off. It's the it's almost the exact same dimensions. Um, the the PK380, for, for anyone who doesn't really, for, isn't familiar with it, is actually kind of a full-sized 380. I mean, almost oversized for a 380. It's big for a 380. I, I, I think the only thing you're going to find bigger on a 380 is the Smith & Wesson Easy Shield 380. <laughs> Yeah, and, th- and that thing's obnoxiously huge for. A yeah, I mean PK three eighty is a big damn gun for a three eighty. <laughs> I mean it's it like there's it's not a pocket gun, okay, by oh. any stretch of the imagination. It's a full size service weapon. It just happens to be in three eighty caliber. That's it. Um, and she loves it. Loves that gun. Still has it. Still conceals carries that gun. Okay, well, and and, and it, but even then, it is marketed as 
a female's firearm. Yes. That's and why it, they make them in pink. Yes, and and purple and purple camo and yeah. you know, and she still loves it, still carries it, but she wanted a, a service weapon with a little more punch and I understand that. Okay, no problem. And and she just had the itch to get another gun. Totally get it. She's had the other one for several years. It's done very good for her. Um, she's not very needy with firearms. No problem. I have a col- I have an arsenal at home. I understand the need for another gun. I'm never going to suppress that in my wife. All right. You want another gun? I will make that happen. All right. <laughs> Whatever we got to do, babe, you find what you want. Um, so we decided on the CCPM too. And what's funny about that is two things. One is for what it is, it's actually pretty difficult to find, um, not a lot of people carry it. No. Uh, and not a lot of and, I mean, and, and, and the worst part about it is when you had started talking about the fact that she might want to go to a 9mm, it had never occurred to me. When you told me that's what she was getting, it made perfect sense. But <laughs> but because of the fact that you don't see them anywhere, right. it, it was I was it never even occurred to me. I in the and now I I know where the answer would have been now, but I was even going to See if you could get a chance to put the um, P365 XL in her hand on the idea that it would hold 12 rounds. And when you put 12 rounds into something that small, it actually puts enough weight into it that it takes out some of the uh, recoil. Right. Yeah, it takes out uh, a lot of the bounce. And... Now, 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 don't get me wrong. I now hear what you said, and I know the answer would have been, Sig, no. Uh, yeah. But she likes was... them, but... Uh... It's 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 was one of those things where it's like she but but she and I know this is going to sound funny, but she bonded with the Walthers. That's what oh, no, she it, likes. No, that that doesn't sound funny. I mean, I that that sounds perfect. I've bonded with the polymer striker fire six hours. I don't like the older hammer fired ones. They are wonderful weapons, but they're just not me. Right. I and the worst part about it is, is I keep looking at other firearms and going Oh yeah, I've always thought about one of those, and then I buy it. I shoot it three or four times, and next, and it's, and then it's back at the shop. Yeah, I don't want I, that. I, I have, I have what was my first coveted firearm in my safe right now, which was a um, Springfield XD Mod Two Nine Millimeter Subcompact. It's in my safe right That's now. It's a nice gun. It's a wonderful firearm. It's not me. Right. It's go- It's going back. You're right. Right, and you're just like God. I wanted and, that and, for and, so and, bad, you know. And the and the funny thing is, I had been looking at the uh, M2 for the Smith and Wesson nine millimeter compact, the one that they actually made that uh, is there to compete with the Glock 19. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and and I had a couple of bucks on that one, and that's actually what I moved over to the Bonds Arms um, uh, Derringer because I know that I'm going to fire that thing a few times and it's going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it probably will. So, yeah. so, so, I mean, I, I just looked at the guy and I went, if you don't mind, just like transfer that, what I've got on that over to the other one, because you and I both know that you'll see me in three weeks and I'll be walking in with the case in my hand and you'll be shaking your head. Um, the, and the worst part about it is, is I was worried that I was annoying the guy until I thought about it because I must be his dream client. He gets to make his markup twice on every firearm he sells me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> he's just like, man, this is great. You know, it'll give you a couple hundred bucks less when you get you bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the first couple of times I was doing this, I was thinking, oh, my God, he's going to look at me and go, oh, here's this asshole oh, coming here's again. Here's the idiot again. <laughs> no, they love you. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so I get the idea that she, that a Walther is what she likes, a Walther is what she's comfortable with. And especially somebody who is carrying a firearm, whether it be somebody who carries a firearm concealed carry for just personal defense or whether it's somebody who carries one on duty you need to be comfortable with what you carry because yeah. when if it comes down to the point where you were ever actually have to reach for it you don't you, you can't be questioning whether or yeah. not it's the right thing for you you don't want to be nervous you know no. and you need to be able to fire it and you need to be able to to get it into a position where you can do something with it. And she trusts that, that Walther literally with her life, but, but she, I've seen her shoot with it. She's absolutely comfortable and absolutely lethal. So I, I was uh, and, like, and, and the, and the other part about the, that um, CCP is with the, with being, having a fixed barrel. Yeah. It's it, 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 as accurate as I'm sure she is with a 380. It's going to let her be even more accurate. Yeah, the the only thing because the dimensions are almost exactly the same because it's a yeah. full size three eighty and a compact uh, uh, nine millimeter. Yeah, so the dimensions are exactly the same. The weights, of course, heavier with the CCP. It just it just is. Yeah, I mean the rounds are heavier. The gun itself is heavier. There's more steel. The barrel barrels, you know, a little heavier. I mean it's it's just a bigger gun um, as far as weight goes. But you know what? for the punch that it carries, you know, it's real difficult to argue with it. You know, it's like, okay, you want a nine millimeter. Uh, that's, that's fair comment. Okay. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, but, uh, she was delighted with it. it. It's, it's absolutely a, a fun little gun. Um, it's got the, of course it's got the, um, the indicator on the back to, it's got a little red yep, uh, indicator it. when it's ready to fire. Um, black when it's not it's it's and it's just so soft to shoot it's just so soft i've shot what's funny is i've shot one and she hasn't um when i went to the range <laughs> to check it i was like oh okay cool yeah we'll get her one of these you know when we find one but we got her the uh the black and silver one because she likes that you know the the contrasty she, ones she likes the two-tone yeah oh she loves the two-tones uh she I, loves I, the two -tones. I, I i i like just an all-black firearm i tried the two-tone <laughs> ones it just it wasn't me now, see, I go all blingy and shit. I'm like, give me black and gold. You know? <laughs> Make it shiny. Uh, it, I, want, it, no. I want some bling on my shit, you know, on my under $300 gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> you're like the guy who buys a uh, 1972 Monte Carlo and puts uh, rims on it. Yeah, give me some spinners. Who is a firearm spinners? Yeah, I, I can't help it. You know, I mean, I bought the, the Kmart gun the other day, and I was like, you know what? This needs a polished receiver. And I spent, you know, an hour and a half fucking polishing the fucking receiver. <laughs> Boy, I saw it and went, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, isn't awesome? He goes, well, actually, it does look good. But how long did that take? I'm like, hours. It's totally worth it. He's like, how often do you go to shoot it? And I'm like, all the time. All the time. I'm going to shoot it all the time. He goes, lies. Lies. You've got your Remington Wingmaster. Other than that, everything else will get a few rounds here and there. 
Absolutely. It's uh and it's that's true. I I love my Wingmaster. I love my Bikel. I I those are pretty much the two issues. Although this weekend, tomorrow as a matter of fact, from recording this cast, uh, we're going to go out Sunday morning and uh guy I work with was like, "Hey man, um I was cleaning out. He's moving, selling his house and stuff like that, moving across town." And he's like, "Look, I, I cleaned out my gun safe the other day, and I, it was in those, there." Those are those are your magic words, aren't they? You know that the conversation is about to go the, exactly the way you want it. Oh, the moment yeah. one of your friends looks at you and says, "I was cleaning out my gun safe the other day," you, you, it your was, mouth starts to water. At it that was point such out. a happy time. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, could you um, could you help me? I my shotgun, I I haven't opened that safe in years, and." And I guess there was some moisture in there, and my shotgun rusted. Could you help? And I'm like, well, categorically, yes, but what do you got? And he goes, well, let me bring it. <laughs> I'll bring it and see what you can, just see what you can do, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, I, I clean up other people's guns all the time. So we uh, we meet up, and he brings this this case and uh, puts it into the car. And, of course, we're in, like, full view of the public and outside of a gun range. And because uh, that's a safe place to you know swap guns from trunk to trunk is is outside a gun range. It doesn't look weird when you're piling guns in and out of other people's it, cars there. And it, uh, it, it doesn't look the way I look when I carry laser parts in a gun case walking down the street in Washington <laughs> D.C. <laughs> so like Doc Brown, what I gave him was <laughs> was a case full of used pinball machine parts. Um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm well. I'll digress for two seconds here. I mean, that's a surprise. Um, but yeah, we uh, for where I work with medical lasers, one of the things has a big articulated arm that fires the laser, and you have to take it off to transport the piece of machinery. God. The best thing we found in years to carry it in is, is a is a Plano hard shell rifle case. Now, typically speaking, how if I'm many into, times have you been stopped? Oh, I mean, the best part of best time was, first of all, that was an interesting conversation right about the time they were doing the Beltway shooter incident. And I was working outside of D.C. Oh, God. Yeah, I just I basically just started tra working with that thing just open as I was driving down the back of the in the back. Of the, it's going like, no, no, just look at it. See, it's not just a gun. Look, see, it's not a gun. <laughs> it's just it's, it's uh, soft. I, mean, I need a case. I mean, throw in the fact that I am driving a pretty much unmarked white van. Oh, great, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, I have been stopped many a time. Anytime somebody's done some dumb shit, whether in D.C. or New York or something of that nature, I have been stopped many a time. I usually get have to answer the question of security as I'm going into a hospital with this thing. Uh, no, no, no. It's just a laser PC. You'll see the rest of the equipment coming in just a second. You only pop it open, I will. But when you walk past a Metro D.C. police officer with that thing, just wandering <laughs> down the road. Hey, what's up, homie? <laughs> Needless to say, he double takes and says, excuse me, sir, what is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's funny is is in Texas, you just get him, he just like tip his cowboy hat and go, how y'all boys doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the worst you get down here. <laughs> if you're yeah. in anywhere but Austin, I guess. But yeah, it's it's a, I can imagine that's not a fun time. Uh, most of the time. Well, if you're in a hurry, it's probably not a fun time. It's probably quite I, amazing. I, 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 the, the only time it's really been just 
during the Beltway sniper incident years ago, I there were a couple of times where I basically had to call somebody who was on the other side of the city and say, I can't make it there. I'm driving a white van. They are literally <laughs> stopping everybody at every exit and searching their vehicles. I understand why, but you have to understand, I can't get there. I mean, right. I, I'll, I'll try, but it won't be till tomorrow that I get there. Yeah, they're, um, they're, I'm going to have to get the really fun rubber glove search here <laughs> in just a little bit if I bring this mother past that blockade. Yeah. Um, then the, the other one was, is I don't remember several years ago, if you remember that somebody tried to blow up their Jeep Cherokee in the middle of Manhattan. Um, they, they failed miserably and it was funny cause they were trying to set it off and like people walking by just start doing the whole, um, yeah, there's a guy down there being weird with his Jeep Cherokee as he was trying to set it off and got tackled by 12 cops or something of that nature. Um, <laughs> but needless to say that that made people a little nervous for a while since it wasn't long after the, the towers came down. Um, so I come through the Lincoln tunnel trying to work in Manhattan and they are pulling over all sorts of delivery vehicles. And they took one look at me in my unmarked white van. And, yeah, I was there for about three hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, no, this is who I am. No, it's not a rifle. Yeah. No, well, I don't have explosives. <laughs> yes, I am concealed carry. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I can't do that in, in, in Manhattan. Nobody can. Um, but... uh uh, so, yeah, that was one of the other times where I was calling my client saying, I have no clue when I'm going to be there. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can make it. It could be. Yeah. Uh, could be, uh, could not. I don't know. <laughs> you you want to talk to Officer Lorenzo here? He'll explain it to you. Yeah. So. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not in a hurry at this point. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, so we were in the parking lot of of a gun range for specifically those kinds of reasons, and because uh, you don't want to roll up to an office building and like swap shotguns in the in the parking garage in the middle of Dallas is probably not. You're allowed to have them, but it's like not going to be a fun time when they call the cops on you. So um, the call the cops are going to do is just go, "We all boys brandishing," and we're going to no sir. <laughs> You think maybe you want to do that somewhere else? Yeah, you might want to put those in the trunk, lock it up, and call it a day. How about that, boys? And be like, yes, sir. You know, that'd <laughs> be about it. But you do have to have the conversation. So we were there, and he pulls out of this case a Benelli Super Sport 12 oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's a $2,000 gun. What the hell did you do? <laughs> and it's just it's rusted to hell. It's got rust all over the receiver. It's got rust on the barrel. It's got rust on the rail. It's got rust in the choke. It's got—I mean, it's got rust everywhere. Everywhere that wasn't stainless, it was rust or or carbon fiber, which is what that gun's made out of—steel, carbon fiber, and like gold flakes and money. You know, <laughs> it's it's what it is. And I'm like, holy crap, man! You let a Benelli Super Sport die and you're safe? You know, like, what the hell? Can you can you fix can you stop that? I'm like, yeah, they just put it in the car, well I'll figure out something. <laughs> so <laughs> like, oh God, you know, this is like one of the most expensive shotguns I've been working on, you know, because I, I replace stuff for people and fix stuff all the time, you know, it's not a big deal. You know, if somebody hands me a rusty gun, can you fix it? Yeah, sure can. You know, does it have wood? Does it have plastic? You know, is it stocked? Is it not stocked? Is it you know, what is it? Um, this is the first like Benelli I'd had my hands on. 
And I'm like, oh, crap. You know, if I screw this thing up, it's two grand. You know, and But it occurred to me after a while, I'm like, well, it's already screwed up. So Yeah, it's not like you can make it any worse. Yeah, I mean, it's already, like, rusted to crap, you know. So let's, let's see if we can fix it. So I put it all back together, and he was, like, super happy. Um, I stopped all the rust. I re-blued it. I, you know, I, I took a, you know, I put on uh, Big Jake, and uh, which is an old John Wayne movie, <laughs> and uh, sat there with a towel across my lap and a brass wire brush, a can of three-in-one uh, oil and some steel wool, and then just took all the rust off the rail, which took forever because it had dripped all the way down the rail. Oh, so there was God. just rust everywhere and of course those rails on on a Benelli are, are super like textured so you can't just wipe them clean you gotta <laughs> scrub that crap out of there you know and it's like holy shit all right you know and because uh, i didn't want to de-black the whole thing and then just have to re-black it all i was like holy crap so it, it took several hours and uh, i got it all back to him and he was so happy he's like well did you shoot it of course I didn't shoot. It's a two thousand dollars shotgun. I'm not gonna no. You insane? I'm not doing that. He goes, Well, I'm not taking it back to you shoot it. You and Buana. Take it out take it out to the ranch and go shoot it. But I did he's like, I'm not taking it back to you shoot it. All right, fine. Yeah, that, that's I can't argue with that. <laughs> okay. So uh tomorrow I get to go shoot a Benelli Super Sport at at Clay's. <laughs> We're going to bust Clay's in the middle of nowhere over a pond with a Benelli Super Sport. <laughs> Sounds like a wonderful way to spend a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I was like, well, you know, that's not so bad. <laughs> nice nice September day, probably won't be 100 degrees, you know. We'll go out early in the morning, probably be 70, 75 degrees. Beautiful lake, sun's coming up, and we're, we got a Benelli 12-gauge we're going to be busting Clay's with. That's not a bad morning. No, not at all. Pete's going to church. <laughs> Hell yeah, it does shame and demons or clays and 12-gauge smell. Hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Wait, but... wait, a minute, wait a minute. Shame and demons? Wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For the both of you who have not come from the Wholesome Addiction <laughs> cast, it's, uh, it's, it's called Wholesome Addiction. It's about sex, smut, porn. <laughs> Check it out. You know, somebody mentioned the other day that I've got a guns podcast and I've got a sex podcast. All I need is either rock and roll or drugs, and I'll have a trifecta. Um, like, yeah, kind of, but, you know, I'm not a rock and roll aficionado, and I don't do drugs. So the guns are my drugs. No, I mean... I, no, I, I mean the funny thing is, is that if you, if you, you're really shocked that when you tell them, no, the next podcast we were talking about was literature. <laughs> Actually, that's true. <laughs> Stay tuned for the literature podcast, with Jake, Jake and I. We're not even kidding around about that. That's, that's actually going to happen. Well, we're going to talk about specifically literature. Yeah. Uh, and I, we're, we're not going to be talking Chaucer or anything. Of that no, age. it's not going to be 18th century French poetry or anything. It's... I mean, it's going to be, you know, like erotic literature, but it's still going to be literature. Well, I mean, you throw in some, you know, basic sci-fi here and there, I hope. Yeah, but, I would think so. I mean, but, that's, but, that's but, pretty but, much but, all we read. But but at the same time, you know, basic sci-fi did give us the three-boot hooker. You know, and Crom, bless her. It is, <laughs> it is a thing. Like, I, I'm still mad at The Expanse for not giving us... <laughs> 
three boobed hookers on Mars. I mean, that's that's it almost writes itself. It's not over yet. It's not. But, you know, my my compatriots on my other cast, Beef and Op, are are just adamant that they're not going to do the three boobed hooker. And I, for the life of me, think it is just low hanging fruit that they just should just tap immediately, if not sooner. I'm four seasons in now, or almost four seasons in, and it still hasn't happened yet. Very disappointed. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but they do have some interesting guns on Expanse, which you know. We True. Should... I mean, and, and 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 I know we're way off topic here, but I'll throw in one last one with the Expanse. My absolute favorite line in the entire thing was when they stepped onto the big ship, and what's the crazy guy's name again? Uh, which one? The, the one, the, the one who likes to kill people. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, if you had to ask me, I was thinking guns, but I mean, oh God, uh, it's not Alex. It's Amos. Amos. Yes. Amos. They, they tell Amos he needs to give up his gun. Naomi looks at him and gives him a nod. He gives him the guy the gun. Then they look at Naomi and go, "You're under arrest." His response is, "I'm going to need that back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna need that back. I'm gonna need that back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so great, and I think they use a uh, a modified Glock Combat Master uh, for I, for one of them. I, you know, I I haven't gone through and paid attention on the expanse as far as the firearms. I should have. Um, because and the, the only one that I know will pop into my head that I recognize because similar to the Chris, it's the uh, futuristic um, revolver that's used in every yes. sci-fi thing, which is the Kiapa Rhino. Yes, which is so an awesome gun. If I were to buy a revolver, that's what I would buy. The little snubby nose um, one, the, not the, not even the one with the long barrel, just a little itty bitty snub nose Kiapa Rhino. That I just i I'd love to have one of those. They're not cheap. No, they're not, and they're. They're, I mean, they're wonderfully ported. They're amazing to look at. They're, it's just, it's just a neat freaking gun. It looks like something that would come out of Blade Runner. You know? Yeah, it's just well, a, this big, mean freaking revolver. It's wonderful to look at. But yeah, um, and if the Rock and Harley Quinn are willing to carry one, so am I. I mean, seriously. I mean, do you need a better recommendation? <laughs> Can you get a better recommendation? I think not. I mean, yep. Harley, I, I, oh, that's such a sweetheart. I love them broken and crazy. <laughs> They're gun happy. It's so great. You just need more of those. You really yeah. do. But, uh, you know, actually, I think it's one of the smaller Glocks that, that's based on expanse. I'm looking at this thing. I mean, of course, they have, you know, like a bullpup, um, like P90 looking thing. That's that's It's a non-P90 P90, but it's... Uh, they got one of those. They, like, they love the bullpup configuration in the future, quote-unquote future sci-fi stuff, because it looks so different. Yeah. Um, even though bullpup rifles have been around forever. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you got the uh, Steyr Aug and the Tavors, but um, even then you've got, oh, and even whatever the service rifle is for the British Army is a bullpup too, isn't it? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, you're actually better, way better at, at rifles and, and submachine guns and stuff like that than I am. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm weak I, there. I, 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 I don't know what the designation is to it, but ever since um, 
I noticed it back in one of the Iraqi wars when they started showing the British soldiers that they've got, um, excuse me, a rifle in which the magazine goes actually behind the um, the grip versus in front of it. So I'm assuming it's a bullpup, though I may not be 100% correct. Um, but the A80, it looks like. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, but the t- Tavors, which is the Israelis, uh, have a is a bullpup, and then the Steyr Aug, which is comes out of Austria like Glock does, is also a bullpup. But that's that's the one that the the Steyr Aug is the one that everybody's seen before from like Die Hard and stuff like that. Steyr Aug. S T Y R E. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody loves that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I've seen yeah. that many, many times. <laughs> you, usually if you've got a big Viking, blonde-haired-looking Norwegian guy shooting people up, it's what he's carrying. <laughs> it's a neat-looking gun. It really is. It is. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's plenty futury right there. Yeah, you'll have some people who will argue that with where the uh, magazine placement is, is that it's it's really slow as far as reloads are concerned. Um. And uh, after going back and watching John Wick 3, after feeling horribly unprepared in our last podcast, I did notice <laughs> that they had one scene showing you how important quick reloads are. Um, you were not horribly unprepared in the last podcast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, that's the main complaint about bullpups is the fact that even though it gives you an opportunity to have a smaller firearm with the same length of barrel is that where you have to reload them, you have to literally, you can't do what you can with an AR of just hit the button and swing the fu- swing the firearm to have the, the um, magazine come out. Oh, man, he slam had huge in. flared magwells in those. Oh, yeah. In those ARs he had. I mean, they were just giant. You didn't even he, have to look at it. You could load that thing because you just kind of get it somewhere near it, and it'll kind of envelop it and pop it right in the socket. I mean, it was it, nice. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of flared magwells, not necessarily as flared as some of the aftermarket stuff you can find, but a lot of uh, pistols these days are going towards the flared magwell, just standard of some fashion or form. It's part of what the Gen 5 Glock is, and it's you'll find it in the um, the uh, X-Series SIGs. Not uh, the Bursa Thunder 380, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's some bitch is so damn small. I had yeah. to flip the gun over and freaking look at it and kind of line it up. Like, where the hell is? Oh, it's all the way at the front. Yeah, I should have known that. Yeah, yeah the, the the only 380 I ever had was a car uh, P380. Uh, it, it was actually had a. It was actually really nice. It, the only problem with it was is that it was an absolute bitch to take down, and even to for some for even a guy like me to rack the slide. They had an idea of actually re- reducing the recoil by putting a heavy-ass um, guide rod spring in there, and the thing is an absolute bitch to cock. Is it? it oh, looks, yeah. Oh, God, it looks tiny and, like, kind of not oh, friendly. Uh, mm. Oh, it, uh, no, it, it is tiny, and it's it's nice to fire, but it sucks to reload. <laughs> That's like the... Uh... You know what I had that was a lot like that? Well, I didn't have it. It was it was actually Buanas. He he loved it. I hated it. Uh, it was a Colt pony. Yeah. Little bitty thing, right? Mother to cock, though. I mean, I, I've had forty five calibers that are easier to cock than that stupid little thing, and it was a three eighty as well. Yeah, once again, what it is is that they, um, the, the guide rod spring that they put in those things in order to make it so the gun that small doesn't just destroy your hands. 
it, that, that's that's what they're looking for. But at the same time, what it ends up doing is is that when you've got to be able to pull the to to rack the slide, it hits a bitch to do it. Oh my god, that thing! It was uncomfortable. I couldn't. I mean, your pinky's floating. You know, yeah. You can't hold on to it when you shoot. And and that was for years. That was the only. 380 I'd ever fired. So for years I went on thinking, well, well, 380s are small little crap, you know, because well, uh, your, your bursa probably has a longer grip to it. And actually, even even though even if it doesn't come all the way down, probably has a pinky extension on the on the magazine. Both those things. Yes, uh, yeah. it is a lot longer handle and it does indeed have a pinky extension. And it is one. It's actually pretty big uh, for a 380. And it is just a wonderful gun to hold. I mean, it's just perfect for for at least for my hand. It's it feels great um but yeah it's a hell of a lot bigger than a colt pony and when i was telling them yeah i want a 380 but i went oh you're gonna get a colt pony i'm like no yeah not even if you paid me for it no <laughs> i'm not gonna shoot that it's not he said well i had one and he's always sorry he sold it right because he he loved that gun for why i cannot tell you to this day well, next time you see one sitting on the on the shelf in a, in the gun show, and it's somebody who's trying to get rid of it for a hundred bucks, you know what to get him for his birthday. <laughs> exactly. Here's a piece of shit three eighty. <laughs> Good luck cocking it, you old man. <laughs> now that you've lost half your hand strength. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I've never tried the, the car. I'm, you know what? I, I don't think I've ever that's really thin. Yeah, it, it was, it was time. That was my original pocket fire. I was going to say, was that your original concealed carry? Yeah. Well, well, not even concealed carry. Cause I mean, I will carry inside the waistband as long as I don't have to tuck in a shirt, <laughs> but if I have to tuck in a shirt, I've got to put something in my pocket and I was doing an ankle holster for a period of time. But I don't know whether or not it's the firearm, the holster, or my ankles. But um, I was having a problem with the barrel was just jamming into my foot every time I was stepping. <laughs> You're so, like, this isn't working. Yeah, no. So it's kind of like, it, this is a great idea. It's just not working. So that's why I would try to find something to put in a pocket again. Um, so, Man, but are really but, proud of those things, too. Oh, don't get me wrong. Shoot, one, if you get it, uh, it, it you know, racked. If you and, can cock it. <laughs> yeah, if you if you can get it racked and ready to fire, the thing fires beautifully. Uh, you know, it, it it's amazing. It's more comfortable to fire than some of your larger nine millimeters, just because of how solid it is for what it is. But at the same time, uh, get be, with that spring. Just even getting it back together once you got it apart was an absolute bitch. <laughs> like it's not just a monster, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd just, imagine it, taking that thing down and putting it back up if that spring was that hard uh, yeah dude yeah that's and that's another reason like shannon loved the walthers right because the takedown is so easy i mean there's yeah it's so smooth and so easy and it just kind of wants to go back together it's just for her she has now became uh, or become a, a confirmed walther girl she just that's what she carries period now, now, one thing I will say about SIG is their uh, theirs are very easy to take down. You don't have to pull the trigger or anything like that. Which is another thing with the well, no, actually, you do have to disengage the firing the firing pin with the Walters, but um, you don't have to fire pull the trigger on the SIGs. But in the three twenties, they changed the guide rod, and they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> so if you put the guide rod in incorrectly and if once you look at it it makes perfect sense but if you just thought it was a standard guide rod and just kind of went just threw it back on there um 
yeah, all of a sudden the slide won't go back on correctly. Oh, and, and, you're, and you're standing there going, holy shit, did I break the thing? <laughs> is this, so, this is wrong. <laughs> so when, once you take it back apart again and you realize that there's two slots on the side of the, uh, the on uh, two sides of the, the guide rod that if you put it in, the slide goes right past it perfectly. And it's, you know, it, it works beautifully. But if you weren't paying attention to that. <laughs> Bad things happen. Well, I mean, it's not—it's not like you, bad things happen in the fact that you're, you know, gonna the guns gonna explode in your hand. Or no, something you just can't nature. get it back together. Yeah, it just won't go back together. <laughs> well, that is one way to make sure that you do get it right. I mean, it's like it's not like you can put it back together and it just doesn't work, or you have an or you permanently screw it up, or it's permanently wedged in the lock position. You have to have it machined out. No, 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 just don't go back together. Yeah. <laughs> So you're a SIG guy, she's a Wather girl, and I'm basically, as I am with some other things, just a complete gun whore. I don't care what it is. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's a gun slut, whatever. <laughs> he'll 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 make out with whatever it is. It doesn't doesn't really visit female. Or bring it on. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> Once again, the question, as far as you're concerned, is does it work? Yes, exactly. Does it shoot things? All right, we're good. I'll try anything yeah. once, you know, maybe a couple of times just to make sure I don't like it. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. But it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, though, is you're not necessarily on a daily basis carrying. No. In fact, I don't carry on it on a daily basis. And yeah. the reason I got the uh, bursa is because I thought about getting my concealed license. Um, yeah. And I was like, man, I need something. You know, I don't want to carry a 9mm, and I don't want to do, like, a twenty two or something stupid. I, I need a smaller gun that I can conceal on my person, but that I could actually have some kind of shot of, no pun intended, of, of actually having some kind of accuracy with. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's going to be a pretty good compromise there i think that's a night well not even a compromise i think it's going to be a pretty good uh pretty good solution so we're we're going to see how it is i pick it up this week uh the uh the shop's like and i i I don't have one but i can get one here (laughs) come get it uh so we're uh we're i'm excited about it i really am it's it's weird because it's like a you know, I'm talking about it like it's a like it's a Benelli, you know, or something like that. But no, it's it's just a little cheap three three hundred dollar blingy PPK clone. But uh, oh, I'm uh, seriously excited at, about it. At the end of the day, are you happy with it? Oh man, I, I I'm so stoked, dude. Then you have every reason to be excited. Oh, I I really am. I know it's 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 you know an Argentinian. But I don't have problems with Argentine, you know, like South American guns. I love Brazilian stuff. I love Turkish stuff. I love, you know, like it doesn't have to be American or Germany or Italy or bust, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll again, gun slut. I'll shoot anything. I don't care. (laughs) You know, if it's something I like, I'll shoot whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm super excited. Let me know how the uh, the nine millimeter goes because I'm. Or the uh, the little Derringer nine millimeter you got. I know that I should be more specific because everything you have is a nine millimeter. But um, yeah, let me know um, how that the, goes. Well, I I uh, I'll probably make it to the range next Saturday morning by the time everything's said and done. Um, and the the question at that point is is do I just keep the uh, target 
paper just right in front of me with that, or do I actually roll it back down the the, the lane a little bit? Um, yeah, you don't, don't. I wouldn't get it too far. Look, I've got the snake slayer, and it's got a bigger barrel. Okay, and I still like more than more more than twelve feet, and you, you know, mm, um, yeah, no. not too great now. I'll be honest. A four ten slug has a little bigger kick than a nine millimeter. All right. So oh oh oh, oh yeah. I, I it's it's a little bit bigger. But then again, I hit you with a four ten slug. I don't care if you're close, if you're far, if you're whatever. <laughs> you're gonna have a problem. All right. It's not, yes. It's not gonna be good. So, um, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't just for laughs and giggles do do the 15 yards but i <laughs> i dude i'm curious whether i'm even gonna hit the paper <laughs> did you hit the paper no no i didn't i'm not sure it must have been a blank i don't know what happened <laughs> i'm not sure i mean you've seen that barrel it's awful small dude uh-huh I'm just saying, as I, as, I said, as I said, I don't, I don't, I think it's just long enough to cover up the tip of the bullet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like that, uh, that shotgun hang or that little Derringer shotgun that the, the round like sticks out. Sticks the out front. The front. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just barely there, man. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah. Maybe you should stick it like like make sure you have contact with somebody's belly before you pull the trigger or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's but I watch Bond Arms videos, right? And they shoot a, like a, here's a distance of twelve yards, and I'm like, I think they're faking it. I don't know. This is like <laughs> that is hell. He's a hell of a lot better shot than I am. Holy crap, man! I'm just like, like I'd have a snake slayer. And granted, I'm shooting 45 caliber out of it. That's what I shoot to practice with the the mm-hmm. 45 because or I'll shoot 410 out of it or something like that. But because it'll work for either one, and I'm not getting the same results they're getting with a 45 <laughs> caliber Derringer. It's I'm like, huh. They better be inside. I'll save my shooting for inside of like five yards. You know? Yeah, but and to be fair, uh, on balance, the one time I did need to use it, it was inside inside of ten yards for sure, probably closer to five. And it and did the trick. And I pulled it, and I did it, and everything was fine after that. And say what you want to. That's what it's for. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, we can laugh at it, but uh, it did do what it was designed to do, which is designed, you know, it was designed for defense, and that's what it's for. That's what I used it for, and it did work for that. Well, I mean, but at that being said, Derringers were designed to hit the guy on the other side of the table. Yeah. Yeah. It's a poker gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's It's... That's what it's for. I mean, so, and if you use it in that way, even though it's a really nice one, and even though it has a longer barrel than a lot of them, well, yours doesn't, but mine does. Um, <laughs> now, what I'm shooting out of it is stupid, but, uh, you know, it, as uh, as uh, luck would have it, that's what I need to shoot out of it for what I'm shooting at. But um, it, it's, it's a very well-designed. It isn't a crappy one. It isn't a... a a gimmick one. It isn't one that's a throwaway gun. You know, it's very well yeah. designed. It's very heartily manufactured, but it's still a Derringer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> call it what you want. 
Yeah. Um, it's a little hard to hold on to with those little bitty, itty-bitty handles. Just out of curiosity, does yours have the original wood grip on it, or do you have the rubber grip extension? No, it, it, big, it's, it's, the rubber, it's, the, it's the rubber grip that's on Okay, there. that one's better. That one's better, because yeah. you get a little bit more grip with it. Uh, uh, and, and it does fit my hand, actually, better than I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah, I've the, got the the, the... the other thing I like is the fact that it actually has a trigger guard versus some of them that just have a trigger floating out there. Yeah, that's a lot better. It's just a lot better. It's a lot safer, in my personal yeah. opinion. Even though you still have to pull the hammer back to shoot the damn thing. Um, yeah. It's still... You, you really... I don't know. Personal opinion, you need a trigger guard. Yeah. Makes me feel better. But yeah, mine's got a trigger guard as well. Um, and the rubber grip, they do help. Uh, but it's still, you flirt, you shoot a forty-five long Colt out of a four-inch barrel, it kicks a little out. Of, and with a Derringer handle, it kicks a little bit. It just, just does. A bit. Yeah, it just does. Um, the good news is, is you should only need to do it once. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Um you know, I wasn't taking any chances. I did it once and then went to the car, got a forty, got a forty-four Marlin, <laughs> <laughs> levered around it, and delivered another two. But um, yeah, it's it's just much better. It's just much better so. uh, with a trigger guard and and all the rest of stuff. But you got to tell me how it goes. I'd love to see. Take a take a picture of the uh, of the paper. Send it to me. Yeah, this is what I did. <laughs> He's gonna. I. Ten to one, he oh. takes a pencil, puts it all around the bullseye, and goes, oh, this is at 15 yards, man. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. If I'm going to do that, I'm not going to stop at 15. I'm going to tell you I got it at 100 yards. Yeah. I used a scope. <laughs> yeah, I used a pistol scope. I don't know what the hell your problem is, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, the, pistol, uh, the pistols would be bigger than the gun. Oh yeah, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> totally longer. <laughs> I had to put a hammer extension on it because it got in the way of the scope. Couldn't get my thumb in there. <laughs> do they do they make a, a hammer extension for a Derringer? <laughs> yep, sure I do. Have, got a custom. Say I have no clue. <laughs> Uh, crap. Well, I can't wait for, to get my 380, and I know you can't wait to get your uh, your pocket gun. And uh, we will, when we have more to report, we will throw out another cast for you guys, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. But uh, other than that, Mr. Jake, you got anything else? I think I'm done for the evening. Right on. Well, we will. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. On behalf of Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.